1: Never-ending windows, all you need is a door Searching for something, to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times, it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Pretend I got a hand I can land cause we really need a friend Just ask, Shit 90 Shows Taught Me Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience
0: Do you not want to wait? Neither do we Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson Sarah, how are you?
2: Jess, men may come and go To the UPS drop box, But you and I are a kindred spirit No one knows what that is In reference to We're rebels bound together by the Common need to break out of this
0: Small Town abyss How Fair. about that? Yeah. About who's that? the Jen and who's the Abby?
2: I think I'm probably Oh, uh, I guess I'm the I guess I'm the Jen I don't want to be either too. <laughs> I was just thinking like okay Would like I'm probably the Abby. Mm, I was like I'm probably the Abby because I'm spiraling, but then Jen's also spiraling and
0: she's like Yeah.
2: I'd argue Jen is spiraling like.
0: more than Abby is. Abby's at least consistently awful. Uh I mean you say awful, I say inspired. I mean I I appreciate her as a character, Would I want to be yeah. friends with her? No, not even a little bit.
2: Yeah, I'm excited again to get into the Jen and Abby stuff this week. Mm-hmm. The our disaster duo, yes. some would say we stand a disaster duo. I stand
0: them. I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, how is your Thursday? It was good. It's actually sunny for once. I feel like it's been raining a ton here, and so we had some nice weather, which is great. It's almost Friday, which is great. Mother's Day's coming up. I mean, all good things. everything's looking up around here. What about you? How was your day?
2: Today was pretty good. Um, this week has been about uh, doing a bunch of stuff that I've been putting off for like months. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got my taxes done this week. Love that. and um, and I like went to a doctor. So we love that. Love that. So I'm just too. like I just feel like I'm killing it this week. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I feel like I feel the same way. Like whenever I get stuff done, I just like have such a good feeling in my gut. Like I was yeah. productive.
2: Yeah, yeah. But now I have like this month was like there was nothing on the board, and now there's like a bunch of shit on the board. Like I just feel like I have so much stuff to do this month now because yeah. I just am signing myself up to do all these things that I have been putting off. So now it's like a little overwhelming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, you'll get through Whatever, I'll feel Mm -hmm. good. Once I get to June, I'll feel good about it. Yeah, and then we'll be kicking it into summer, which is fantastic. Can you believe we're here already? Crazy times. Summer. Uh, Summer, yeah. I'm excited for summer. I mean, obviously, I
2: don't have, like, any big vacation plans because Mm -hmm. what are those? But I'm excited. I think that I think we'll feel good about, like, going to, like, the beach this year. Like, I don't think that we'll feel the same way that we did Last summer, where
0: we we're like, yeah. are we even allowed to step foot out of our house? Exactly. Yeah, I'm hoping we'll be able to do at least like one type of short trip this summer, like even if it's just a weekend or something like that, just to kind of get out and see something different than in the inside of mm-hmm. our house, which we've seen for yeah. a very long time. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm loving the the spring into summer shift. It is happening very quickly. Um, yeah, but. We need to talk about this episode because we all saw you tweeting about your love of this episode. Oh, you saw me live tweeting the episode this week? Yes. Wild yeah. times. It was, a, I mean, you got to admit, fantastic episode of television. It was, a yeah, a fantastic episode. Um, I really
2: enjoyed it. I think, once again... Um, I don't know if this is a hyperbole, but I was like, this is like, I don't know, the perfect one hour of television. Like, I I keep using that phrase and I don't think I've ever used this phrase before, but I guess it's exclusive for (laughs) Dawson's Creek somehow. But yeah, yeah, this episode was like definitely giving me life. There was I got to tell you, I was very nervous in the first five minutes of this episode. We got our title Full Moon Rising
0: mm-hmm. and
2: the date is around Halloween. The air date's November fourth. Oh, so you were like, Oh shit, it's a Halloween episode, we're gonna hate it. <laughs> exactly. Because of how it starts off. Yeah. Um, with like Joey and Dawson talking about some werewolf shit. Like you know what I mean or the full moon So I was like crap like this episode is gonna Bite like I was pretty convinced that Was a Halloween episode and it could have been Like this could have been like technically Their Halloween episode It, It
0: could have been like but honestly If you pull out the 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 thread of it being a full moon I still feel like I mean it, The episode doesn't fall apart like you don't even Need that storyline no. I I have a feeling They just threw that in because they're like oh this Is going to be around Halloween let's like mm-hmm. Tell them it's a full moon <laughs> Even yeah, though exactly. all these characters would act this way Even if it wasn't a full moon
2: Oh yeah absolutely so I was scared going into it And it's just like I feel like this kind of um This kind of we've Kept on building and building and building this season, and we're only six season uh, episode in, but it felt like you know we kept like you know you got on a, you you're on a roller coaster and like you're you're at like going up 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 the roller coaster mm-hmm. and it has the, like that clicking noise, you know what I mean, Jessica? Yes. Yeah. And then like now we got to like the top of the roller coaster and we just started. Going down like yeah. I feel like this All of what's been happening Was like a build up for some Of the
0: things that happened in this Episode and I was yeah. really Excited about yeah it. I agree like it Was like this is like kind of the turning Point for a lot of different pairings And a lot of different relationships in the Show mm-hmm. and it's really exciting to Finally get to this point we yep. I mean we learn a lot about a lot Of different characters in a very yeah. Like a tight 40 minutes so I really, really liked this episode as well. I'm really excited to get into it. Um, Yeah, me too. Let me give you our different pairings that we have. Let me just get rid of... We don't need that. Okay. Um, So here are the pairings that we have. We have, as always, Dawson and Joey. Uh, Jen and Vincent. Who knew he'd be back? Not me. Uh, Andy and Pacey. Abby and Jen. Dawson and the family. uh, Joey and Jack. Jen and Grahams, Abby and Dawson, and that is it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know we like to get rid of the duds first.
0: That's yeah. kind of our We like spiel. to save the spice for last.
2: We like to save the spice for last. Um, so I guess we should just get into, like, Mitch and Gale shenanigans.
0: Yeah, we really need to because ugh, this was the one segment of the episode where I was like, I could have done without this. But at least if we're going to include it, like, it's a little bit more spicier than it has been. And we finally, right. at the end of it, we have, like, somewhat of a path going forward. It's not just, like, this ambiguous arguing between Mitch and Gail by the end of this whole right. thing. exactly. Exactly. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm curious to know your opinions as well on, like, if you're, like, Team Gail, Team Mitch, or your Team Neither. Because... The whole situation, basically, is Gail is going to have a male co-worker over for dinner on a Saturday. Mitch is, like, upset. He thinks it's a Thursday excursion, which I love Dawson just being like, what are Thursdays about? I mean, <laughs> Actually,
2: this was, like, probably one of my favorite, like, parts of the episode is Dawson being so confused what Thursdays are. Mm-hmm. And it became, like, a running gag. Like, he said it three or four times. He's like, what is Thursdays? Yeah. What's Thursdays. Oh, Tell me what Thursdays are Yeah. What are, I mean today's a Thursday Anything could happen yep. today
0: Which is why I thought I, it was even extra funny Because we record on Thursdays He's like what are Thursdays Like his brain was exploding all episode about this <laughs> um, I mean can you
2: imagine If Dawson realized that Two girls from the east coast Were talking about his life <laughs> On Thursdays he's like Wait a minute what does this mean What are Thursdays
0: <laughs> His head would are, is already too big, and from like being like some amateur filmmaker, but he'd really yeah. be getting a boner for like us talking about him and his whole life and all his shenanigans.
2: I mean, Dawson, for once, your life is becoming a little bit interesting, so yes. I'll give it to you.
0: Yeah. So, um, basically, Mitch is like, "Oh, well, of course, I'm going to worry if you're having coworkers over," and Gail shots. Fucking fired With the At mm-hmm. least I have Coworkers Oh mm-hmm. Bitch
2: Yeah So this was really interesting Because I don't know if you remember But this was an early Season one prediction Of mine That a lot of their Resentment Was surrounded of Over like Mitch not having a job Yeah um, or like not or like at least Gail being the breadwinner mm-hmm. and that was uh, really talked about in this episode so i want to just give myself a little pat in the back that was like a early season 1 prediction of mine yeah. that i got right i got the i saw the vibes i got the vibes right mm-hmm. so um yeah so mitch is still considering to buy this like warehouse from gail for the restaurant and essentially gail is like
0: you know where are you going to get this money From bud right she's tired Of basically supporting his what she calls Like pipe dreams like she's right. like You know I've how many years Has this been going on um, And basically what ends up happening is tomorrow comes over to the house which Gail is Like not clearly not Okay with very clearly not okay with Because she knows the rumors about Gail and right, from the PTA Right that must have been the scandal Of the oh PTA my gosh, if I yes. ever heard one yeah. Yes the rumor mill was a flying But yeah I feel like Gail Is also like I feel like Gail Thinks that this is just Mitch's way of getting back At her because she's having her co-worker right. over That he's he must have invited Tamara over just to like get back at Her and they It ends up in a huge argument A huge battle we have Dawson in the middle of it which again Is super awkward and like I feel like they are stupid enough to think that Dawson doesn't notice all of the tension between them and like all the issues that they're going through. And he's and Dawson is basically just trying to fix this whole thing. Um, But who do you think? I mean, who do you who do you think is to blame here? Or is it is it both of them in this scenario? So obviously,
2: Gail had the initial affair and Mitchell Mitch Mitchell, Mitchell. Uh, This is when I'm being stern with him Mitchell is like I mean we've been saying it And Dawson says it very well Like you know You are not letting it go It was a mistake and you have to get beyond Your own ego and forgive her But then again You know, everybody has their own feelings And I feel like if it was a woman Like maybe we wouldn't expect her to just get over it As quickly as we're expecting Mitch to get over it We're like, get over it, Mitch So I gotta say, like, fine If you're not over it, fine If you can't forgive her, fine but then you can't say that you want to Stay in the marriage and like stay Under the same house with each other And pretend and like bring in this like Bullshit way to quote unquote try To fix your
0: marriage
2: um, Right I just I say that you still want to stay, stay married right so
0: I agree I don't think that the I don't think that the Open marriage was ever going to be A really viable option for them To fix things because the whole issue with Them was trust and we see it again In this episode right like Gail yeah. just thinks that he's using to Mara against her because he, she's Having over this co-worker and I just think Like at the point where you have Dawson Being the mediator here like you know It's gone too far and that things need to change mm-hmm. So I was just yeah. like so Happy when finally at the end of this Episode it was like all right it's time it's And time. Mitch says he's gonna move out So the, but yeah but ultimately This thing
2: is not about The it's about the Affair but the Affair is a cause Of Year-long resentment Towards Mitch About having to Like Support the family Right While Mitch feels As though she's never Supported her Beast And she's He's basically saying There's more to support Than financial support Like you never Like gave me Like emotional support Right So Ultimately, you know, they seem like the perfect couple when we meet them in episode one, but this is, they've been together for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. They've been together like since they were teens. I believe so. so yeah. Is, I think
0: there's like high school sweet, sweethearts or something like that.
2: So this is 10 year old resentment that yeah. we're dealing with. And that is at least, and that is a tough. Thing to crack right so now we Kind of understand why Mitch just Can't really let go because the Two of them have probably like Secretly been
0: angry Towards with each uh, towards each other For a really long time right and I think The thing is too I feel like I'd be remiss To not mention that I feel Like Mitch is a very Much an adult version of Dawson In terms of like he's a dreamer And like he's a creative Guy versus someone who like wants a normal nine-to-five, like, just making the money. You know what I mean? Like, I could see whoever ends up with Dawson being just as frustrated if he's spending ten years pursuing this dream job that maybe doesn't pan out and doesn't pay the bills, right? Like, at a certain point, the money needs to come from somewhere. And I totally see where Gail's coming from, if that was what was causing her frustration. Obviously, like, cheating is not the answer. We all know that, but... Um, yeah I think there's multiple layers of like Who's at fault here but thank god yeah. It's like seemingly Yeah
2: I mean we'll see like he says You know Gail says it's time and Says like do should I go And Mitch is like no I'll go mm-hmm. And so we'll see so now it seems As though they're going to be separated Which I feel as though they probably Needed a timeout from each other A while right. back I don't think this is over I think that we're still going to be dealing with Like is this ultimately going to become a divorce I think that um, I just you know I, I'm i tired And like I could tell that they're tired You know yeah. the characters of Gail and Mitch They're tired of having to deal with this Yeah and at Dawson, least if it means
0: that we're taking At least like one or two episode break From this storyline That's all I really want Is to just not yeah. have to talk about Mitch and Gail For like a hot minute
2: Yeah, this has been... I thought that we were going to wrap this up at the end of season one. And this is a continuation in the last six episodes Mm -hmm. that I wasn't anticipating. Um, And yeah, putting Dawson, your 16-year-old son, in the middle of this, having to be put into a position where it's like, are you guys having an open marriage or not? Yes. Um, Like, he shouldn't have to deal with that. I feel pretty bad for young Dawson. And you can see him... Feeling it here because it's confusing Yeah because They're they're confused Their relationship their hot mess Relationship is confused So yeah. um let's Hope that we can just put A pin in this
0: Mitch and Gale Thing for yes, a little bit or at least a, a Couple episodes yeah. um So we said we wanted to save the super Spice for later so do we want To jump to Jen and Vincent Next before we get into like, in my opinion, the better storylines. I mean, they're all good, but yeah, um, do we want to go there next? Sure. OK, so before we get into their particular storyline, we want to give a trigger warning, content warning, um, just in case anybody's uncomfortable with the topic we're going to be discussing, because it does have a little bit to do with sexual assault. Um, so we can give you guys the hotline for the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-4673. Available 24 hours a day Um, Just again content warning we're going to be talking About it ever so slightly for this Particular plot line Um, Vincent's back Who the fuck knew that was going to happen Exactly I was shocked Like I was shocked to see Tamara Which we'll talk
2: about Well we did talk about Tamara's there Still trying to get rid of the yeah. Place once again of Cape Side. Fine. Was very shocked to see her, was not anticipating to see her again. Right, because then- the way
0: they closed things off last episode, it was kind of like a complete circle. Like, we didn't need to see yeah. her again. Yeah, she was, you know, getting her car and her leaving. So I was like, okay,
2: she's getting her car and she's leaving. Fine. But she was back. And I was like, what the fuck is she doing back? And then the
0: next scene, you see Vincent. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing back? Like, all of these characters who really should be, like, one episode characters somehow come back again. I guess they just didn't get enough of their Jen and Vincent stuff in the last episode. So it's like, well, let's bring him back again. He's flirting with Jen. He's asking her on a date. Yeah. Um, she finally says yes And like what I thought was strange Maybe she knew Graham's had like a, a standing like Bible study class or something like that But to invite this guy over to her house is pretty fucking bold <laughs> To be I honest I think that Jen's
2: just like lost all sight of like what is okay Yeah I think that she's in like a state of peril essentially mm-hmm. Um yeah like that was stupid Especially because like Grams is like I won't Be home late like You know that Bible study is like an Hour like get out of town Jen yeah. You're gonna invite
0: this dude back to your House like so dumb It's just like at 730 like how the fuck late is Bible study going like you only no, have like it, An hour before Grams is gonna walk in on you Grams is gonna
2: be home by 9 110 yeah, she doesn't stay out later than 9 on a weeknight that's for sure no, what do you, No so yeah Um yeah so we do have grams trying to get jen to bible study would never happen um i'd like how she was like if you ignore the religious ramifications you might find it simply entertaining <laughs> it's like if you just listen to the nice stories then maybe you'll have like a nice story
0: time yeah like, i mean what no it is ridiculous to be fair a lot of stories and in in media in general are based off of like stories from the bible but like the whole that is the whole point of going to like a bible study class is to like learn about the bible like Jen has no yeah. interest in this grams so, like just give it up already you know what are we yeah. doing here we're in season two come on. um but so, yeah
2: yeah vincent shows up mm-hmm. she's serving him a nice cup of coffee late at night um yeah 7 30 is being for a cup of coffee <laughs> well, you know, some people have their evening coffees. We've talked about this. I guess so. He's being flirty, she's flirting back. They decide to move to the table and they're telling they're telling stories. Your most embarrassing sexual encounter. Yeah. Um this did not age well at all,
0: at all, at all.
2: Oh, okay. It I was listening to the story That Vincent was telling About how he was in New Orleans He almost hooked up With a drag queen And like He found out And they stayed up night all night laughing and drinking and now they're friends. So I was listening to the story fine. and it was it was so for me it was starting to curve to cringe and then it take like it took like a sharp right into like Okay Town. Like I was listening to the story, I'm like, this sounds like it's going to be very very bad. But the fact that like he took it and he was like. This was a cool guy like we really hung out For the rest of the night and then I was like okay like this Is not as bad as I was anticipating But I know exactly where you're going because My head went there too I was like ooh this is Cringe like I don't know about this
0: It was mostly the line of like oh She's a he that like really Got me in the ick factor And then also later on When Jen Says um, Jen says something like Oh maybe the drag queen and I are more Have more in common than you think And he's like let's hope not too much And maybe that's the only right. one thing or whatever Like I didn't like that yeah. either um, But yeah so they're they're getting Basically they're getting drunk And um, This is when Jen tells him about getting caught In her parents bed And like this I'm sorry The entire date that they had They were sitting like a foot from each other's Faces and I was so Uncomfortable like it is these people are such close talkers when they're flirting with people. It's so much, and he like, he, yeah. He it's like, because they have to get both of them in the same frame. Yeah, I, it's just so much, and then he like rubs like I don't know cherry pie, whatever it was. Like, oh yeah, love lip touching little little much. A lip a lip. Yeah, so yeah.
2: I I mean honestly, I thought that Jen was going to tell the story about like Dawson. About the most embarrassing situation. I guess so. I see.
0: I feel like I knew it was going in the direction of her parents. i because that's like over that story. No, that's such a boring story. It's you've told this. This is like her claim to fame. This is like like her fucking party favor trick or whatever. Like she tells the story like, oh my gosh, this one time, like Jen. It's not even that big of a deal. Stop it. No No one cares about it. I'm over that story. Yeah, over it. It's too much. Um, Um, Do you have any? You don't have to tell it, but do
2: you have any like? Any embarrassing sexual encounters that stick out in your
0: mind? There's like one, but it's not even, again, it's like it's similar to Jen's, but not like it wasn't like on my boyfriend at the time's parents' bed. It was more like his sister walked in while we were like messing around, but it was not like yeah. we were like covered in blankets and so it wasn't like I don't mine think it was that embarrassing. Yeah.
2: Mine is like half a ghost story, half an embarrassing story. Half a
0: what story? A ghost. Oh, a go- a, a what ghost? story. <laughs> a ghost story and have an embarrassing story. How do so, those things mix?
2: Once we got upon caught a time- having sex by a ghost. <laughs> so once upon a time, I was involved, and I heard like a door slam. So I pulled away and like ran to the bathroom, which was directly like adjacent from. Mm-hmm. Um, This person's room and from the corner of my eye like so it was like uh, you know There was a hallway um, straight to the bathroom from the person's room and then Like a tea hallway that went to the living room and from the corner of my eye Down that hallway I saw a figure go across and I thought that was this Person's dad so then I was in the bathroom and eventually the person Knocked on my, knocked on the bathroom door, and he was like, "Is everything okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, but like, your dad's over there," and there, and he's like, "No, he's not," and I was like, "What do you?" I saw them. I heard the. He's like, "I didn't hear a slam on the door, of the door. Like, there's nobody here. Nothing happened." And I was like, "What do you mean? Like, I swear I saw somebody in the corner of my eye, and I heard the door slam. There was nobody there. There There's nobody. There's no door slam. There's no person. So." It's like a ghost story yeah. and a, an embarrassing sexual encounter. So how about Wild. that? Did he ever Wild. say that his
0: house was haunted? This house was definitely
2: not haunted. Interesting. No, I just, I don't know what happened. Yeah. We'll never know. Like once he was like, maybe it was the gardener, but like it was definitely not the gardener. There was just nobody there. We don't know who it was uh, besides a ghost. It's a, a pervy ghost,
0: obviously
2: a, per- <laughs> a pervy ghost. Um, I- only fitting to tell during the Halloween episode of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yes. The only time the story is fitting. Only time it to can share. Work. Yeah,
0: it's a it's October. an embarrassing story
2: because I was like so embarrassed. I'm like, oh my god, we like been spotted by nobody but the pervy nope. ghost.
0: Pervy ghost. Those pervy yeah. ghosts. Um, yeah. so this is where it gets into the spot where we kind of did the trigger warning, the content warning at the beginning, because Jen basically says, you know, they've taken it far enough. She very obviously wants to stop. And he's really just not listening to her at all. Like, he's just right. like, oh, we're just getting started. We're just getting to the good stuff. Like, yeah. first of all, ew, like, gross. Yeah. Um, and of course, perfect timing on Grams. This is when Grams walks in. Well, she screams, I'm 16. I'm 16. Yeah. And yet so. doesn't he doesn't he, he I think he says like, oh, what? But he doesn't get off of her because they're on the yeah. table, by the way. Um, yeah. So Graham's walks in with a fantastic line. Not even God will save you if you don't get your hands off my granddaughter right now. You know, Crazy. the most I've liked Graham so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She uh, really told it like it
2: is. Yeah. So Vincent leaves. And I, I mean, if the, this could possibly be the last time we ever see Vincent. Who, Who knows? knows? Probably. Probably not. And then uh, just to finish up the Graham stuff, Graham's later on in the episode goes to talk to Jennifer and warns her about going back to her old New York City ways and says she must act like a lady. And it's like, and then she said, don't you have any respect for yourself? Yeah. And my my whole thing is, no, Graham's. she has no respect for herself, <laughs> and that's the problem.
0: Well, here's the thing. The thing that I, I, I like that Graham's comes to Jen's defense, but I really just don't think that this is the way to address it with her, because I think there's a fine line because she says like, oh, I won't allow you to slide back into your reprehensible New York behavior. You will not degrade yourself. Have you no respect? And it's like, I think there's a difference, right? Having sex with a person who is like in his 30s or however old Vincent is like that you just met on a kitchen table of your grandmother's house, probably a bad idea. But I also think like you're kind of blurring the lines of like saying like basically calling your granddaughter a slut. And I feel like that is something that she shouldn't be saying. I feel like it's it's kind of going below the belt to be like, you have no respect for yourself, even if it's true that Jen doesn't. I feel like the better option is to be like, listen, I don't want you having sex. But if you are going to, you should be using protection and you should be doing it with someone who you feel safe with. But Grams isn't going to do that. That's the thing. It's I know. Yeah, that's what I
2: was going to say. I was like, but it's Grams and what Christian woman you know says no, that No she's that's not going do it but I yeah. just feel
0: Like she went way too far With what she did yeah. say Yeah she was being
2: nasty But the thing it's a very real Thing though like I, there's something about Like your mother Or your motherly figure Can be your biggest comfort And the nastiest Person yeah they could be they're the One person like your mom or your grandma Whatever like figure Um, Can just be the say no the exact thing to say To just hit you where it hurts the most Um, And so it's a very realistic conversation in my mind About how quickly Gramps can go From like the last episode being like You're like my whole entire world To being like You have no respect for yourself Like where's your decency It's not good It's just realistic
0: yeah, and I can see, like, you know, Jen's drinking. She's having strange men over to the house. Like, I can see how Grams would yeah. see that this is her going back to, like, her quote-unquote New York ways. I'm just, like, you could probably have a different tone, especially considering I agree. Jen looks shaken. Like, she looks really upset. She doesn't look mm-hmm. like she's angry that she got caught. She looks like she's very just upset in general. And so I think, like, yeah. maybe having a different tone in that moment... Is probably a better approach um, Yeah
2: and Jen but. said like I don't I I really don't I really can't be like Given this talk right now like I'm yeah, just she, like Not meant she's like basically she's saying Like she's not mentally here to like reciprocate Or like to listen to anything That Grams has to say in a negative manner Because she's just so over life she's like Over herself with the Dawson shit She has no friends she yeah. lost everything Abby like everything's a mess In her life
0: yeah speaking Of Abby I think we need to talk about uh, Jen and Abby because it coincides With the storyline
2: yeah 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 um so Um Jen says in the beginning of the episode That they have not reconciled yet and they're Taking a um What's the phrase? She says, we are taking a trial separation period.
0: (laughs) Which is what Mitch and Gail will inevitably be doing (laughs) Exactly.
2: So So Jen can be spotted at some sort of, like, makeup boutique. Yeah. Looking at Urban Decay makeup, which I thought was incredible. I was like, holy cow. Like, look at that old logo. That is so cool. I was, like, very interested. Like, Urban Decay, like, when it wasn't right after, like, the mac days like you know mac it was like all about urban decay because they had like the bright colors and the blackest eyeliner Yeah, more like like punk rock kind
0: of colors mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah but um i like that was kind of my first like upscale makeup brand upscale not like it's really called mid-level but um. Whatever. But if it's, I feel like if it's, it. if
0: it's, you're buying it at a Sephora, it is considered yeah. like high end versus high like end. An ultra high end, or a it's not store. like
2: Dior or Marc Jacobs oh, no, no, or like no, no, no. Chanel. It's it's mid level. Whatever. Nobody cares. Um. I'm. I, I. So. But that was like my first makeup brand that I ever got into. Yeah. And um. And I still to this day. Uh, the Naked palette is, like, the best palette ever. Oh, that's ever. the thing, yeah. That was, that was the thing back in the day. That, like, blew up. Um, and it was also Urban Decay's, like, first nude palette. Because, like I said, yeah. they did a lot of bright colors prior to that that weren't totally wearable for every day. So the Naked palette, like, really, like, transformed their brand. And, like, every other makeup brand copied them afterwards. Yeah. but um, But also... Their eyeshadow primer I
0: still use to this day. It's I've my heard favorite good things about product. that one. Yeah. I like the Milani one a lot. That's the one I mm-hmm. use the yes. most. Yes. Um, but yeah. I've heard good things about the Urban Decay one.
2: Yeah. Sorry to all our male listeners that uh, have no cares about makeup. But <laughs> when I saw this, I was tickled. That's I was a like throwback. what? it was yeah. a throwback so yeah. um Abby comes in and she's like are you still mad at me like because I hope
0: that like we're like over this and it's like yeah what? yeah she's like I get a little wiggy around this time of the month we're kindred spirits and and can I just say was it not last episode of the episode before we literally talked about like I'm surprised Abby didn't shoplift Boom, yep. Abby shoplifting. We prophesized yeah. it. Yeah, Abby's like picking up like everything. And it's not, the- she's not even trying to hide it. She's legitimately, like literally at one point, she picks her bag above her head and pops a lipstick into it. And I'm just like, the ball's on this girl to just do that in she front of everybody. She wants to get caught. Yeah, she wants to get caught. Um, yeah, she and she's like, oops um yeah oops honest. dropped a lipstick in my bag like bitch what about yeah. your like thousand dollar allowance did you spend it all jesus christ yeah so basically
2: jen's like okay are we like over this whole guy thing and abby's like of course of course and she's like jen's like okay great because i've been dying to tell somebody but i have a date with vincent and then abby's like you bitch <laughs> she's so like, great how how dare you steal him from me And Abby literally is like are you out
0: Of your mind like what are you talking About and yeah. she um, She like so Abby then- like chases her down The street yes, and calls her yeah. like an Easy lay the slap Herd round the world I
2: oh my god I could not Believe it yeah so Ultimately like the final Straw of this whole thing Was like um, She says Good old Vincent probably knows an easy lay When he sees one And that's what made Jen Slap
0: her and mm-hmm. it was a good Slap it had a good noise To it the noise it, the hair Like you know yeah. it's a good slap when Abby's hair just goes flying To the side yeah yeah oh. It was it was a sight To see I
2: Yelped Um, I live Tweeted I was like <laughs> What um yeah So right in the face and Jen goes, don't you ever talk to me ever again.
0: Yeah. And then Abby comes by later like crazy. She just shows up um, and she's, she's like, I can't believe you hit me. <laughs> just, yeah. She's like, she's like, I would never hit you. Like, how could you? Yeah. I think um, I feel like uh, that's I feel like that tracks. I feel like Abby is definitely more of the hurts you with her words than with her hands. Yeah. She's like, I, you're my she's like, I'm your best friend. It's like, are you, though? They have a very weird. Re- I think Abby just in general probably has very strange relationships, but um, with people, anyway. and yes. she, yeah, Jen's
2: like in the past two days, you called me a bitch, you called me a slut, you've called me a loser, and she and Abby's like, yeah,
0: but I would never hit you. Yeah, there's a, there's a line, <laughs> and I would not cross that one. Um, which yeah. is it, which is what leads Abby to. <laughs> like this <gasps> was dying. great dying yeah abby i i, I thought need this more. was hilarious i need more of abby and dawson as a as a duo because i was i was done this is the downside dawson to putting a fucking ladder outside your bedroom window Who random girls the, wait come. But How did the ladder get back I thought the same thing I was like Because we made a huge deal About like Oh my gosh It's the fall of the ladder The ladder we is We basically down. had a memorial
2: service We did for We it. had a
0: wake We had a funeral For this poor fucking ladder And then boom it's Bitches back. back up I think is what it I is I couldn't believe it I think it's like Oh Like Mitch and Gail Are so consumed With Mitch and Gail That Dawson and Joey Just propped that shit Right back up And no one said anything <laughs>
2: Maybe they just painted the ladder black and Mitch and Gail don't even notice. They're Probably. like Oh, it's camouflage. Yeah. Meanwhile, fucking Abby's like boop, 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 up into the fucking window. <laughs> yeah. Like, so spying
0: on Jen and It Vincent. was crazy.
2: Yeah. So Dawson goes upstairs from like being in the middle of this argument between his parents. Actually he gets sent up the room like yeah. a child go to your room Dawson and Dawson's yeah. like ugh. We and can't he talk does, about like, the- our open marriage with you Dawson. Go to your room. <laughs> yeah Dawson does like this huge like back neck roll and it's like ugh. And then he like throws himself on the bed and Abby like makes an exclamation and is just like what? What are you doing here, Abby? And she's like legit just spying on Jen and Vincent with binoculars, like these giant so bird funny. watching binoculars. Yeah, and
0: she makes up this whole lie about how oh she's so concerned for Jen, and then like basically, and this is this is the scary part is when you have Abby saying oh just let them fight. Eventually they'll get a divorce and everything will get better because my my uh, allowance is quadrupled, which now explains how she's able to afford all of these things. Yes, um, yeah, and then Abby. Hits on Dawson because she's really just trying to get back at Jen. So she's hitting on Dawson. She wants to kiss Dawson in front of the window so Jen sees. (laughs) She's like, can you at least just tell Jen that we hooked up? Like... Dawson's like he would never buy she would never buy it But why is
2: Dawson letting Abby massage him
0: I think it goes back to him not being able to set proper boundaries We saw it with him and Jen and here we see it again with him and Abby I think he's just uncomfortable with saying like okay please don't please don't touch me Right because Abby should not have done that in the first place But no here's the thing we have to give some credit to Abby because she is the one who says, "Oh, uh, why don't you oh, just yeah. tell Jen that you and uh, you and Joey are in an open relationship?" And I feel like this is when the light bulb goes off in Dawson's head. Like, "Oh shit, that's what's going on with my parents."
2: Oh, that's what Thursdays are for. Kindly knows. Um, come on, Dawson. Like, come on, you're a smart kid, right?
0: Like, you could have figured this I mean, out. Is a little that bit. the first thing you'd think of, though? If your parents kept mentioning Thursdays, Thursdays, like, I don't think my first gut instinct would be what? like, "Oh, they're they? in an open marriage."
2: what are Thursdays I don't know um the way that they were talking about it I feel like it's pretty obvious but obviously we're in the know but
0: I think maybe the one that would have gotten me was the line where Gail is like oh I feel like your Thursday activities are spilling over into the weekend like I feel like that should be the light bulb being like boom open marriage Um, right yeah so I I I guess this was sorry go ahead oh
2: I guess this was just like a plot device for Dawson to like turn on that little light bulb.
0: I also think it was just kind of fun, right? Like I feel like at this point the writers know they have gold with Abby. And so they're like, let's just pair her with random people. And her and Dawson was seriously legitimately cracking me up. It was so funny.
2: It was. This was honestly. It was really, really fun to watch the two of them. Abby made fun of his room. She was like, "Nice room, like yeah, like that stinky, ugly room. Yeah, nice room, Dawson. Like cute, yeah. stuffed animal loser.
0: Yeah." God. So that was that was really fun. I really would enjoy seeing more of Abby and Dawson in the future. If I'm being honest, I think it's a very fun yeah. hearing. I really would like to see Abby with everybody because she's so awful that it's just really fun to match with people. <laughs>
2: You say awful Once again I say fun
0: I mean she's entertaining Again I wouldn't want to be friends with her But I love watching her
2: Yeah Um Okay So we're Who down knows? to the
0: last couple storylines Where would you like to go next Between we have Dawson Joey, and Joey and Dawson Okay yeah that yeah. makes sense
2: Because we yeah. start
0: our episode with them Like we always do um, Yeah basically Watching
2: some werewolf
0: movies Yeah, they're talking about the full moon and how Joey basically says, oh, it's I mean, I can't disagree with her here. This is where I feel like Joey likes astrology because she's talking about the tides and the moon and how we're made up of water and all of this stuff. And it's science. And I was like, this bitch loves astrology.
2: Yeah. Joey was such a like a granola crystal like millennial this episode. (laughs) She was. She's just, like, going full tilt in the, like, oh, the moon throws everything off kilter. Like, weird things happen, Dawson. Like, you just wait and see. And, like, Dawson's like, are you, like, superstitious, Joey Potter? And Joey's like, I'm just a little stitious. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's. Here's the thing. I feel like, again, I still feel like this entire episode works without the plot line of the full moon that was literally just thrown in because it's around Halloween. But, like, yeah. she has a point. Things get goofy around the full moon. Um, and especially, I feel like, you could maybe say that people were acting out of character this episode. But realistically, no, we were we were coming towards this point in the story. anyway. we like,
2: yeah, we're com- my favorite part of the scene was when Dawson almost fell off the roof.
0: Yes. <laughs> I was like, too bad.
2: <laughs> almost too bad, it. Almost. almost. It. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next yeah. time.
0: And then we see them reunite at the end of the episode. They both had really weird nights. Um, and they mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing. Honestly this is the most I've liked Dawson thus far And I feel like it's because he's the underdog He's because it's he's or excuse me It is because he is like he's the rootable guy right now Only bad things are happening to the poor guy
2: Yeah um Tom Palmer says this is the most sympathetic Dawson has ever been I think he might have passed Joey in the meow meow bean count here Um (laughs) Um And then he says, although Pacey is obviously the Abed And the Meow Meow Bean count
0: Yeah, so for um, reference, the, if no one is yeah. uh, listening to community building Meow Meow Beans are like the points that we give out For the different characters And Abed is kind of running away with it right now um Yeah, I mean, I think that Here's the thing I don't think there's any one character right now That is like completely, insanely better than the rest I think they're all giving their own individual good points. And I think that he has a point with like Joey and Dawson kind of waffling. I know I mm-hmm. mentioned like being slightly annoyed with Joey last episode and some of the stuff that she was doing um and we had a little bit more sympathy for Dawson. And I think what do you, what do you think about the, the how they end the night, right? They like uh Dawson's mm. like I don't I just want to forget everything else. And so Joey doesn't tell him about the kiss with Jack.
2: Okay. Well, okay. I mean, we really would have to get into the Jack and Joey stuff, but it seems to me that Joey's developing feelings for Jack. I think that my first sign was the look back.
0: when Anytime Joey look back.
2: Yes. You're like, there we go. She was feeling she it back. deep down inside, even though she didn't continue. We'll talk about that in a second. Yep. The second thing is when Dawson asked Joey to close her eyes and think of the moon. And she says, what do you see? and he says um it's the man and she's like what and like i think when she closed her eyes she saw jack i think that she was envisioning jack and then when he said oh, it's the man i think that she was like put off for a little bit because she's like the the man like and he he then he makes a joke and then she says like not a man it's a woman i didn't totally get it i didn't but, like, get
0: that either yeah when
2: i was i didn't like really get the whole like spiel but I think I like almost Thought that she closed her eyes and saw Jack and then She does kind of try to tell him Twice about the kiss with Jack But ultimately she decides Not to because I think that she wants to keep that For herself because I think That she likes it interesting A little bit
0: I thought I thought there could be a Couple different motivations for her not saying Anything and one of which is the fact That Dawson just had a really rough night And I feel like she didn't want to like Pile on because even if Mm -hmm. let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she doesn't have feelings for Jack and she truly only has feelings for Dawson, then like he's just his parents are going through a really rough time. He got into it with them tonight. He obviously seems very distressed. Why worry him with something that doesn't ultimately matter to her? Right. And that's a forgiving her 100% benefit of the doubt that she didn't feel anything. Um, I do see that as a plausible reason not to say something. But I do feel like, I don't know. I feel like you have to say it. I feel like you have to say, listen, it didn't matter. It didn't mean anything to me, but so and so kissed me. If
2: it didn't mean anything to her, then yes, she should have said something. And I think that she probably would have. But I think that we are seeing like a shift here. There is the moon has spoken, there is a shift in the The tide. And I think that she likes having somebody that is into similar things as her. I think that, I don't know. I mean, she waited her whole entire life for Dawson, her whole life for Dawson. And now she has it. And it's like, is Joey Potter a woman that can be satisfied by getting what she wants? Or does she always have to keep looking and looking for something She needs to, to an that an unachievable goal.
0: Right. And I think Is this
2: boring for her.
0: Yeah, I think, too, like we can get into the Joey Jack stuff because it's kind of going to bleed into it anyway. I think that yeah. between last episode and this episode, I think Jack just continues to surprise her. And yep. in, with what he says. Right. So like he she didn't realize he was so into art and he was such a deep person that we saw last episode and this episode you know, she, she's she's angry. She's bitter that she's a waitress and that she has this customer who, like, isn't even buying anything besides coffee. And she's just like, woe is me, this sucks. And Jack puts, like, a positive spin on it. He's like, we're being exposed to so, so many different walks of life. When in your life are you going to experience this? He just seems like a little bit more happy-go-lucky about things. And I feel like she's yeah. looking at the world a little bit differently because of Jack. And yeah. maybe... I think there's... It's, it's interesting. I, I feel like at this point in her life, right, where she's, like, she's getting to the point where she's going to have to start thinking about college and moving away from from the creek. And I think that, like, Dawson is home to her and he's her childhood and he's – all of those emotions are wrapped up with him, whereas Jack maybe represents a little bit more of, like, the possibility in growing up. And so I mm-hmm. think that, like, of course she's going to be drawn to something that's different than what she knows.
2: Yeah I think that's a great a really really good point I think that also um you know Dawson and her Always had that pessimistic like outlook on life they used to make fun of each other and like they It was good because it's like it was Dawson and Joey that's what they did but I think that Joey's Also frustrated with that and seeing somebody that's like such like a like has such a great personality, like per, like a a happy-go-lucky personality, a more optimistic personality. Like, right. obviously, this guy is going through a ton of shit um, that she doesn't even know of yet. And um, I think that it's just a refreshing outlook on life. Yeah. Like, he's not like the other boys that she hangs out with. Like, right. he's not, like, dry, sarcastic, slash witty like Pacey. He's not, like, an overachieving filmmaker, like, realist like Dawson. Like he's right. very different than yeah. what she's normally. And I would also with.
0: say too like I feel like we see her personality similarly. Like when we saw her with Pacey, I feel like she had a similar like lightness to her. But it's mm-hmm. different. I feel like with Dawson she's her most serious self. With Pacey, she's like her most lighthearted self. And then mm-hmm. with Jack, she's just like constantly learning. She can still be lighthearted, but yes. like it's more like a, a deeper. Evolving.
2: Yeah, she's evolving. She's learning. Right. She's learning about passion. Right. Um, right because the arts. Yeah. Yes.
0: Because they find they basically that that customer that he writes a poem and it's a really like beautiful poem. Yeah. Um, I wrote it down. It's do you so want, nice. Do yeah, you want ahead. me
2: to read you my poem yes, to please. you? OK, this is my poem dedicated to you, Jess. <laughs> By moonlight many years ago, my true love did I know, and by that moon I begged her wait, but that night she did go. So young lovers heed my words, don't squander, squander love away, the moon is changing ever still, soon comes the light of day. Um, A lovely poem. It is. And he leaves the, the guy that was staying there for like a really long time, left them a hundred bucks in this poem.
0: Crazy. Great. Wonderful. And he disappeared. Yeah.
2: Like the guy in the house that I just told you about.
0: Yeah, and this is the it was thing exactly like, like that. He was he was the, he was a pervy poltergeist, absolutely. Um, and I, yeah. I like this because it's like I feel like this represents Joey and Jack's relationship thus far really well, right? It's like very like arty. It's very deep. It's very like you know I don't know. And it's it's interesting. I. What is your read on Jack so far? Because we've really only seen him in relation to other characters Beyond last episode where we learned he liked the arts
2: So, I mean, overall, I've been thinking Jack's like a little stale A little boring But that's because I didn't really know anything about his family life Until this episode Same thing with Andy Like, I mean, everyone's like, I love Andy Andy's the best And I'm like, well, I don't know what's so good about Andy But whatever Um. So, but i really like the arts thing um i like that he is positive um i think that i'm ex- i was excited at the prospect of him kissing joey like when they were like when the lights went out um, I was like, kiss her, kiss her, kiss, and he did. So I was excited about that. I don't know why. I guess I like it when people are like not loyal with each other. That's pretty. <laughs> no, well, it's just good particular. TV. That's yeah. the
0: thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think though, I agree with you. I think that like Jack, right now, is kind of. I mean, we we got a little bit more dimension to him with his interest in the arts, but beyond that, he is very like dry and just doesn't have a ton of personality. So yeah. I think I like that we're seeing more. And I think that if he wasn't related to Andy, I feel like there'd be a, even a lot less to be interested in. Like I yeah. think his relationship with Andy and his role, as we'll hear from Andy's side um, in all of this, is interesting as well. He seems like he's kind of, because Andy is the glue. And he's more the, just like. The family. Yeah. He's kind of just like making money for the household right now.
2: I think that he is just very, um, he is really just living each day by day. Like he's yeah. not getting too much in his feelings. He's like, like really suffocating all of his emotions because yeah. he, they had a very tough year. Um, yeah, I think he's we'll just is
0: handling with the grief yeah. in a very different way than Andy is. And you know he he's handling it by pushing it aside and focusing on other things. Yeah
2: he's a little dead inside
0: A little bit I would say
2: A little bit A little dead inside And that's
0: why That's my one gripe If I had to have one gripe With with that storyline Is that like I feel like there'd be more at stake When he kisses Joey If we knew him like A little bit better Like we could know him A little bit better Before that move happens You know We
2: need um, him out of the crab shack
0: yeah we need him doing other things like And I also would appreciate him interacting with Other characters because we really only ever see Him with Joey
2: with Joey and Sometimes with Andy but barely, barely. Uh, Once with Pacey yeah but and that,
0: that was a good conversation I really did like that scene so and his only Interactions with Dawson is like hey Dawson I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah Yes yeah, so awkward because then uh, Dawson comes to pick up Joey And this is when we get like we were talking about earlier The look back and we know we all the Know the back. look back in t- television and mm-hmm. movies It's very significant she does The look back
2: yep does The look back um Were you concerned for any lobsters In the making of this episode <laughs>
0: No but at the same time Like that's a lot of lobsters For such a poor
2: place <laughs> I know Um Lindell from Australia says The fact that the Ice House Has a fully stocked lobster tank Get the fuck out of here
0: Thank you Lindell I, I don't disagree with that Granted they're on the coast So I guess maybe it's cheaper To get them there But uh Yeah Joey was making a big stink about it So
2: Yeah Tom Palmer says Jack making power moves To try and become a main character <laughs> Um. Yeah, totally got that main character energy. He's like, I want to be in the opening credits giving dirty looks to Pacey and Dawson. Let
0: me be. He says his heart is in the clouds, his feet are on the he- ground. Feet. Yeah. My life is turning around. Um, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I feel like this is the push that Jack as a character needed to to get that uh, main storyline character arc going. Um Yeah. But I do think getting into PC and Andy, to me, Andy is the breakout star of this episode. Oh,
2: yeah. I want to first apologize. For my live tweets where I was laughing at the weirdness between Andy and the house I was like What the fuck is up with the house like what's wrong with the house but that's a
0: completely Natural reaction to have when you haven't seen the show before and like Andy just keeps being Obsessed with Pacey not going to her house because I, we get the yeah. vibes at the very beginning of the Episode it's like yep. oh no no no, I want to meet you here or there or anywhere about my house essentially <laughs> Anywhere but I
2: was thinking that like they Were living in like a hotel like when I When she was like don't I don't want to meet at the House I was like oh like maybe She lives at like a motel that's like Towards the nice side of town, and like I maybe think they're not living. Yes, in I a think house. that's a
0: natural thought to have because we know that they one have money problems. Two, yeah. she's driving the vehicle that is like the last remains of the dynasty, right? Mm-hmm. So it would track if they're putting on a facade of being rich, but really they're struggling, especially with jacket in yeah. that job.
2: I thought so. that that's we were going with here. Which so. I love
0: that, right? Like set up your expectations and then they completely subvert them into something else. Oh yeah,
2: I was not anticipating. So yeah, Andy meets Pacey at the video. Store. uh Pacey's watching jacuzzi floozies
0: I love her calling him out on it by the way
2: oh yeah yeah no shame um yeah so Pacey says you know I'm really sick of this verbal sparring that we're doing it's getting pretty old should we just bite the bullet and go on a
0: date how yeah. about that and she's just like that is not how you ask somebody out I'm not going <laughs> out with you unless you ask me politely <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Which,
0: yeah, you know what? Good on you, Andy. Demand to be respected.
2: Andy knows her worth. She he wants a proper ask out. So they agree to movies, and it gets like he's like, "I'll pick you up at the house." Like, I want to be a gentleman. And then Andy is like weird about it, and she's like, "No, like meet me at the ice house." No, meet me at the movies. And Pacey's like, "No, I'm gonna meet you up at the house." And then this is where it gets dicey. The quote was, "This is very much like Monica and Rachel." Like, I did you grab the key? Yeah. It's tone. very this yeah. She goes See you there Don't be late See you where Andy He yeah. says "I See you where Like see you
0: at the movies Is that what you thought That you meant you can see, see you at the see, house I feel like you could Argue it both ways You could see how One he'd be very confused Because they discussed Three different locations To meet at And two If you're him, you're very intrigued and curious why she doesn't want to meet at the house, right? Like, (laughs) and I'm not saying he did this intentionally, but I am saying that like it's possible he's also very curious about what the fuck is going on at the fucking at Andy's house.
2: Yeah. So then, Pacey shows up at Andy's house. It's huge. It's like he says it's like a Norman Rockwell painting. It's a big house, which I'm very curious. Like. How they can afford the house, but I guess I don't need to. Well, I
0: think it's like basically how they described later is that like they're keeping up appearances. So her dad is running the business in Rhode Island, it is failing. I'm assuming they're like just kind of cash poor at this point, is what I would guess.
2: Hmm. Okay. So she, the mom invites him in, and he basically, she's basically like, oh, like, Andy talks so much about you She's really smitten with you Like Will, Andy's dad Should be home at any moment And then she's calling for Tim And I said like Who the fuck is Tim? Like a second yeah. before like Pacey's like who's Tim? And apparently Tim is Jack and Andy's older brother He goes to Columbia And he sometimes comes home on weekends So did you so sense she keeps... any
0: weirdness at this point In the episode?
2: Uh, I thought that like the mom just felt it was. It felt weird, but I couldn't place why. Like yeah. I, like I was like, like okay. when Tim doesn't
0: answer. I mean, she she. No, does I say, wasn't. Oh, he I was, headphones in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Impossible. I wasn't. Yeah.
2: yeah, that that didn't set off like weird bells to me. Like it felt strange, and I couldn't like really like place why.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: So yeah, the mom invites him to dinner. And says like you know you set the table like Andy should be home like any moment, um, and Pacey's like yeah this is kind of like a bizarre first date but whatever. Right. Um, and
0: this is when Andy comes to the ice house. She's freaking out because, like, she realizes that Pacey probably went to her house because he wasn't at the movie theater and he wasn't there. He's probably at the house and she's really, really freaking out. And yeah. I really. And like, then
2: I was like, OK, what's this is the point where I was like, what the fuck is wrong with the yeah. house? Like, what's up at the house? And
0: this is where I really like how they did this, because we get to the point where Andy and Pacey meet at their house and Andy just wants to, like, completely blow off her mom and, like, just leave and just get out. Yeah, And. Pacey doesn't understand why and Pacey assumes It's oh it's you him. don't Like yeah it's me you, you're you ashamed of me Because I'm not as fancy as this Fucking huge house and you don't want your family To meet me which like totally makes Sense because he has no fucking clue what's going On so yeah, really yeah it's like
2: you're Yeah I liked it too he's like your mom Thinks I'm worthy of meeting your country club dad Like why don't you feel that way Yeah and your Ivy League brother and He's like refusing to leave and she's Like please like let's go um and then she goes Tim is dead. He's yeah. dead. Fucking what? So um I was very shocked by this. I was like okay, like I can't believe this. Um yeah. this was very surprising. So what what happened was about a year ago at homecoming, uh Columbia was playing against Cornell and they were driving home from the game, I guess. His dad had too many drinks. So um, the mom was driving, and um, Andy and Jack were also in the car. They were like trying to get Tim's attention. And they got hit by a truck or she right. hit in the truck. And right. he, I guess, was the only person from the family that passed away.
0: Right. Because we haven't seen, we've obviously seen three members of the four family, remaining family members. So we have not seen the dad. So we don't know, like, was he injured at all? You know what I mean? Like, we mm-hmm. don't know. We All we know is that Tim died in it. And we know that as a result, her mom has really gone through some mental health issues. And, like, mm-hmm. we don't know if this is as a result of, like, I mean I feel like they infer that it is not anything to do with actual physical like damage to her brain. It's more of like Mm. a mental health issue that she like doesn't remember that Tim is dead and she like like she acts like the dad's going to be home any minute and he's not even Mm -hmm. living there. He's living in Rhode Island like their whole family seems to be falling apart at the seams and Andy is the one who's the glue holding it together because she's the only one who can handle her mom is how she puts it.
2: Right, yeah, this was very fascinating Um, The fact that, like, Andy's mom is in complete denial She refuses to come to reality She spent some time in the hospital But, it, you know, some days are better than others, apparently Right Um, Yeah, and this is when, you know, she gets into, like, Jack helps But he likes to pretend, like, if you don't think about it, it didn't happen and, you know, it's really hard for Andy So this is kind of mm-hmm. the burden that she's been um, dealing with right. Since she moved to Capeside
0: Right, and we can, like, I mean, you can imagine that this is... Immensely difficult On top of the fact That she's trying To get good grades And trying to keep The family afloat And trying to keep Her mom safe And at home And and you imagine That this is probably Why they moved Because you yep. Like in a smaller town If your family Gets in this huge accident And your brother dies And your mom Like has mental struggles As a result of it Like you can imagine she, They're just the town gossip That's it's, it's Yeah That's what and, it is
2: Yeah She begged Pacey Not to let it get out Like please don't tell anybody I don't want my mom To be talked about Yeah Um Um so and then you know at first she's like Pacey wants to console her and she like pushes him away like I don't want your pity Mm -hmm. but then Pacey's like no like come here and he like you know gives her like a hug a good good hug and consoles her and she's just able to like cry in his arms and it's like very very sweet because I think it's like really what Andy needs and Pacey has the love to has the ability and the like the love to give give to her. Like he's a good guy. Like he really, really is.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that if of all the people that you're gonna tell this story to, it makes a lot of sense to tell it to Pacey because he is somebody who can help console you. And like I just felt like, gosh, not only was the character of Andy, but like the actress who plays Andy, like she did such a good job this episode. And I just thought like, I mean, it's a heartbreaking storyline. And I'm just so Mm -hmm. happy we arrived at it because I felt like I love Andy from the minute that we meet her, but I do think, like, you're kind of missing that chunk for a while that kind of explains a little bit more of her motivations and her yeah. resistance to really, like, it makes sense. Like, she wants to hang out with Pacey because he's fun and he makes her not think about those things, but she also, like, can't take him seriously, so she's so totally nervous to, like, let him know any of this that's going on because she doesn't necessarily take him that seriously.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think that Pacey definitely has the ability to be serious. It's just that you got to get him to that point. Um, yeah. I, I, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you. I'm feeling like a little bit like resistance towards like the um, spoiler alert, the idea of like a Joey Pacey type of thing. Cause I'm just like, I. I don't really want to see this couple come to an end, and I'm kind of just having like a little bit of problems you being mean like Casey and Andy. I don't want to see Pacey and Andy come to the end, and yeah. I know that this whole, all these people are like, Pacey and Joey. It's like I don't at this point of my re of my first initial watch. I'm feeling resistance towards it It's like I'm very protective over my girl Joey like I don't want her To just like go for anybody And I like this couple Between Pacey and Andy And I'm just like feeling like a little Like perturbed
0: I think it's just one of those things where you have To let it play out and see how you feel as Time moves on because this Is the very very start Of Pacey and Andy and not only that But we're, we're also still in the really, in my opinion, I think we're in the good part of Dawson and Joey. Like, I really like them right Oh, now. I've already
2: written them off. I'm over them.
0: Well, I think I I prefer them now versus when it was Joey pining for Dawson, right? Because no, we, I do too. We just felt bad for Joey all the time. And so now at least it's better. I feel like the only storyline that we're really, not that, not that we're not vibing with, the only character for us that has really just like fell off the deep end is Jen. And like, even now well, I
2: didn't I didn't Mind Jen that badly this Episode she was like no
0: she's Fine I feel like she's more yeah. Like average right in this Episode
2: yeah I think like you Know I think that like Joey Pacey um, uh, Andy uh, Joey Pacey Jen no fuck I always Mess this mess this up okay Hold on <laughs> let me let, I think that Dawson Joey Pacey and Andy are kind of At the same tier of like I like them good. And then we got Jen, Jack, Jen, and Jack kind of like on a slightly lower tier. And Abby, like, she doesn't really, she's not. I love Abby, like, I really do, but like, I can't be like, she's like a serious main character like the rest of them. Yeah. She's just not. But I do think Um,
0: that Abby elevates Jen and makes her storyline more compelling so at least we have that. Yeah. and I just feel like I mean I think we messaged about this a little bit but like I'm enjoying season two so much like yeah I just great think, season so far yeah there's so much going on I and here's the thing I don't hate Tamara being back as much as I thought I would because it's not with Casey. like we got over that we did that the one episode hopefully hopefully yeah. we're done with it now we're just waiting through the nonsense between her and Mitch and like all of that nonsense. But um, I really love this episode. I'm really excited. Like I obviously know where we go from here, but I'm really excited to like dive into more of these pairings and to get more of the Andy Jack backstory um, as time goes on. I think that like this show did need that. I think it would have gotten stale if they just had the four core, the core four Creek. Creeps, I agree. You know, I agree. Yeah. We needed I'm to get some some new characters yeah. in, especially because and we talked about this a lot. We always felt like Pacey never really got his fair like storyline. Like he always was just kind of lumped in. And this is like, finally he's holding his own as like a full fledged main character having his own storyline. Yeah,
2: I'm really happy with Pacey. I really, really like Pacey this season. I will um, join in on the Pacey's Pond love, whatever that means. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm like trying to be in this fandom and I know nothing. And I'm just like, (laughs) haha, like Pacey's Pond, like that's so funny. Yeah, Uh, just trying to fit in, and everyone's like, you don't even go here. Um, uh, do you want some feedback? I would love feedback. Okay, so we um were gifted so much feedback
0: this week. It was a good episode. I'm not surprised. Yeah
2: Yeah, so um we have an email from Linda. Um, hey Sarah and Jess, some thoughts about full moon rising. What I love most about this episode as it shows you never Know what's going on with somebody and why you Shouldn't judge people based on their Outward appearance so true Linda yeah. I always think Good about point. that like There's always so much shit going On under the surface with people It's it's actually like pretty Fascinating like I don't mean to Like become like an armchair Psychologist but (laughs) it's just like a Fascinating thing to me um Pacey Thought Andy was the spoiled bratty Country club girl who had Everything while in reality she's Dealing with soul-crushing pain and The reality of caring for her mom Mm -hmm. Um and she gives some here um and She gives some quotes from like that Scene Pacey goes, Andy, come here. Andy says, no, don't pity me, OK? Andy, it's not pity. Come here. It's OK. And I feel like that as a woman is when you're going through something, that is all you want a man to say or your significant other or whomever, a friend. Come here. It's going to be OK.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, So I like that you pointed that out, yeah. Linda.
0: And I also think, too, like Andy's so used to taking care of others at this point that to have somebody Mm -hmm. that's going to take care of her even if it's just for like 10 minutes and give her a hug I think she needs that right she needs a support system and right now she is the support system Jack's there but I -hmm. don't feel like Jack is the type to be like come here Andy like let me support you let me give you a hug no he's kind of brush it under the rug and move on yeah
2: yeah exactly this moment when Andy finally lets her guard down Getting true support and comfort from Pacey Is so beautiful mm-hmm. Meredith is amazing in this episode I'm assuming that Meredith it's who is plays the Andy. actress yeah. Who plays that Andy Yeah I forgot no, She was fantastic um, So good She really was Other random thought Do people actually talk to their parents The way Dawson talks to his <laughs> No Hell no. no I mean the moment that I call my mom Robin Like I felt like I was on top of the world Like Robin <laughs> Like Or sometimes like when I lived with her I was like Robbie like you gotta Settle down like that's like the Worst um, that like I got To that point where I'm just like Girl to girl Robbie like You're acting like a psycho and that's like (laughs) Pretty much the extent
0: (laughs) Yeah Um, no I would never I mean not the way Dawson Talks to his parents about being a sexual being Like no, no absolutely not
2: No Fun fact: I used to have a "Go Away, Abby" as the sound of my computer when anyone logged off AIM.
0: That is um, so I totally
2: funny. dated myself. Um, love the pod, Linda. Thank you so much, Linda. Linda that is fantastic
0: um, and also hilarious. I, that's a perfect goal. That's a perfect um, message or sound to play when on AIM when people leave. That's fantastic. How did
2: how can I get that clip? How do you, I don't? We used to do so much stuff when we were like in the MySpace AIM era. Like I was an HTML code coder, and now I can't even do it. Like how did we do that back then?
0: I think it was just like, what else were we doing with our time? I wouldn't even know how,
2: honestly. <laughs> um. Okay, our next email is from our friend Kelly. Dirtbag Kelly. Um, So I sent Kelly the pilot season to My Life as We Know It, and um, he says he's going to check it out. And then he he said that pilot season has a lot of good shows, and he I think he downloaded. He said twenty seven potential shows, uh, podcasts to listen to. to to. So we're gonna have to tell MJC, our friend um, who is the host of that podcast, because he's going to be very tickled. Yeah. Um okay so back in Dawson's room Kind of cool opening the scene where No one is in the same area Um I like The roof like we never hung out on the roof Before and I like that change
0: They should hang out there more because it's beautiful
2: It's very beautiful the moon was Huge Uh, Cute Andy and Pacey movie store Scene (laughs) and oh Jen slaps Abby Um that is an iconic Moment Mm -hmm. We have awkwardness between Gail and Mitch. Um, she. Uh, why are Gail and Mitch so touchy with their guests? Uh, Gail yeah. touches the dude on the leg when leaving the room. Mitch guides Tamara down the hall. Yeah, obviously they're. Peacocking towards each other right It was a
0: little weird especially because If Gail if like if you know That Mitch is concerned you don't Have to sit directly next to the dude On the couch like there are so many chairs Around girl like find another spot to Sit like I'm not saying Mitch is Correct or anything like that but I'm just saying Like if I had a guest like that I Feel like it's more awkward to sit next to somebody Because you're turning your body to face Them versus sitting across from them Seems just like a more natural spot to sit Just saying
2: yeah um I know you're you're so right And then he goes really Lost law, law school Vincent So you know about statutory rape
0: Yes what a good Point Kelly oh my gosh you're so spot on Yes
2: yeah And then Ugh. he goes so Vincent Not just statutory rape but just Racist uh, rapist Uh anyway like You know yeah. like you know you should Like as a law student no like no. you should know mm-hmm. Um so, uh, you know, Grams with the save Thanks, Thank goodness Grams was there um, He likes that Jack's making moves Or he points out that Jack's making moves um, And then he goes, so Andy's taking care of his mom Lost a handle Points out the ladder back up mm-hmm. um, So, questions of the week Who should leave, Mitch or Gail? I kind of feel like Gail should leave so she, Because she's the one that fucked up but then I'm like, she's the breadwinner in the family So it's either, easier if Mitch Lee's Also, Dawson's A big mama's boy, right? Um, I okay, ever, so I, I, I
0: ever thought about whether Dawson was A mama's boy. I don't know. I feel like he has like a Similar relationship to both parents So I don't know. I
2: think he probably was more So a mama's boy before this affair Thing happened. Yeah. But I think That it got weird for Dawson yeah. and Gail, but He takes his mom's side ultimately In this argument
0: Right, because he wants his dad to just forgive her so that they can all move on. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that's like a serious discussion they have to have on who should be the one to leave. If if Gail is the one making the money, then obviously she's probably the one who can afford to, to stay there and pay the mortgage and all of that. Um, so that yeah. would obviously be a factor. But I also think it probably depends on who is the one who makes the call ultimately um, on who should leave. I don't, I don't know. I yeah. think it's a tough call, though.
2: Absolutely. Should Joey have said something to Dawson Or should she have like waited a day Um maybe wait a day Um actually Okay if you're going to say something maybe Just wait a one day
0: I think so I think it's I think it's like easy enough to say You were going through a really tough time last night I didn't feel like it was good to Pile on but Yada 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 I think is the move Yeah. Yeah Um
2: we get more Andy backstory that she's taking care of her parent basically, which hits close to home for me. So this really tugged in my heartstrings. Also, we get Andy take on Jack here or his problem solving method. Oh, we get Andy's take on Jack here and his problem solving method. Yeah, this is this was very interesting how mm-hmm. she talked about Jack. Um Once again, it's very realistic because um, it's nice to see a sibling in a TV show talk about their sibling. Like, I'm trying to think, like, does this happen that often where they're like talking slash complaining slash like, you know, you know, like, like this is how my brother deals with these things and this is how I'm dealing with this. I feel like I don't see that that often in television.
0: No, and I do think that Andy and Jack have kind of a unique relationship and we'll see a lot more later, but I think that like this is just the start of a very interesting family dynamic for them in general and also as siblings because they're very different um mm-hmm. in how they deal with things. Like you'd think, I don't know, I always just assume people who are creative, especially, you know, the art type, right? Like Jack is, because he feels his emotions so deeply, you'd think he would also emote them more but he is mm-hmm. a little more guarded um so can you
2: say Scorpio yeah
0: I'm, I'm interested to see like what we think I mean eventually we're obviously obviously doing an astrology podcast eventually for Dawson's Creek but I think we need to get to know the newer characters more before we could do that anyway so yeah um yeah
2: also, what are our thoughts on jo- uh, Jack making a move? I was excited about it. I do. I think that it's what Joey needs at this moment. Probably not, but I was excited. Gets a good I more guess mess I'm to love m- more mess. Um, I felt it coming. Like I, I, I was able to tell for like a few episodes that Jack was crushing on Joey. What's not to crush on? She's gorgeous. She's interesting. She's mysterious. Mm-hmm. Like she's intelligent. So of course, of course, um. So looking forward to hashtag May Baseball. Um, New new hashtag Swing into May, um, right? Is that Swing into Baseball May? May? Whatever. (laughs) Um, A League of Their Own is a great choice. Looking forward to the podcast. As always, great work, ladies. Thank you, Kelly. Thank
0: you, Kelly. That's going to be coming out. That'll already be out by the time this podcast drops. So definitely give that a listen.
2: Give that a go. Okay, And then I have one more email. Um, This is from Ben Cohen. The subject is, OMG, I love your singing. So this is from Ben. So this was (laughs) okay, this was so okay, no. So this is from Ben. We last heard from Ben and he was the one that sent us The, um, heart is in our hands, hand is in the clouds, and said, (laughs) if we don't want to sing it, then we can just play it.
0: Yes, okay.
2: Um, no, this is so funny, Ben, because this has been, like, our little bit for the last couple weeks. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so the email reads, sorry, a couple weeks behind, um, I binge your podcast, so today is my, um three-week catch-up with them crazy Dawson's Creek girls. Where are those crazy <laughs> Dawson's Creek girls? I it's love not, that. It's
0: not inaccurate. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I sent you the song in case you want a little history on it. kind of fell in love with a song in the early 2000s when the season two DVD release came out and searched mm-hmm. the internet high and low to find the song. It's still on my iPhone and multiple playlists. As for your singing, I love the singing. It's just... <laughs> it's just dangerous for me if i have coffee in my mouth still c- <laughs> still cleaning my monitor here from the first time that inspired me to email oh you oh my gosh he that did a is, spit take
0: thank you so um, much that is so <laughs> funny oh my gosh.
2: look funny is funny and you two are it I don't give a fuck about 90s hair and fashion <laughs> stuff but you two make me yeem yeem to hear your takes as I didn't know this stuff was so funny. I'm old enough that I watched this show after I graduated college and still enjoyed a little bit of teen angst on my TV. Just wanted to let you know, I love the singing and for me it's just dangerous. I may, you're going to love this. I may wear my triple thick face mask when listening to you guys. So I don't projectile spew (laughs) coffee on my monitor. (laughs) <laughs> seriously keep up the great work from the bc himself
0: oh thank you um, so much ben that was ben so ben funny. i read this
2: email earlier and i was like jen of uh, jen oh my god i called you jen <laughs>
0: there's a Jen on the show to be fair
2: i think it's because it's ben yeah ben and jen, ben and jen. yeah, yeah. Ben I read this email and I was like Jess is gonna die when she hears this so funny so funny We'll keep singing for you I promise
0: please send more emails in Ben we'd love Jess to get is your like,
2: Yeah Jess is like a good singer like I'm just like
0: not i can carry a tune but like i'm not auditioning for like american idol by any means so
2: no like she can it's me it's like all me like i if i tried maybe yeah. to be but fair we're
0: both in our theme song <laughs> the
2: very, very we end. are both in our it's theme like, at the game very is at minus
0: 10 but we're
2: there yeah no so we'll keep singing Because we, uh, and there's a little bit singing um, on our League of Their Own podcast. So if uh, you want to tune in to that, let me know. Um, Jess, do you have a, a, I think I've asked you this a million times, but for our friends, do you have a karaoke song that you always sing?
0: Uh, Don't Stop Believing is 100% my karaoke song, as it's probably everybody's, but I don't care because I love it.
2: So my karaoke song is "Hero" by Ricky Iglesias, and it is a um, it's a humorous interpre- interpretation of it. Mm. It's meant to be funny. Sounds like a good time. So, well, one day you'll see it. Here
0: we go! I can't wait. I don't want to wait.
2: I don't want to wait. <laughs> um, fashion hour.
0: Let us get into the fashion hour. All right, so starting off with the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit of the episode. Um, Starting off, we're, we're starting off with Jen here. This was her first outfit of the episode. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I know her. I know her. Um, <laughs> She is wearing a maxi skirt with slits up the sides. It's kind of like an ombre, but with a pattern. Um, mm-hmm. She has on a kind of almost like a see-through light blue short sleeve blouse underneath it, a white cami, a crossbody bag, uh, very classic and her hair has some like little twists in it as per the huge because it is the 90s I believe she was wearing some type of sandal with this as well but it was mainly the maxi skirt where I was like I'm pretty sure I owned something like that so
2: yeah yeah the shirts like the mesh with the, like the cami underneath and yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some butterfly clips and she has like a side saddle bag I think it's Sa- like a satchel bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, very, very 90s of a look. Um, I mean, clips in the hair, it may or may not be butterfly clips. Who knows? Um, gosh, I loved a butterfly clip.
0: Who did um,
2: Yeah, this is a very 90s outfit. Good choice. Yep.
0: And of course, the minute I saw Jen in her date outfit, I was like, shit, she's going to appear in the Rachel Green category twice. But it had to happen because this dress, again, the like uh, for some reason, maxi dresses to me or like just classically 90s. This is a very it's actually a really pretty shade of blue, Um, kind of like, I don't know, like oceany blue almost because it kind of like shit, like the different it's kind of like a gradient, like it fades a little bit. Um, It's kind of a it's kind of halfway. It's not really a short sleeve. But it's also not a three-quarter sleeve. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, it has really weird kind of flowery detailing along the neckline um, and kind of crisscrosses in the front. Um, and then it has like sheer sleeves on it. And her hair is the most that it reminds me of in the intro thus far yes. since she's had it yeah. this style.
2: Yeah, I it was it's it's I guess she curled it for the state.
0: I know I'm not feeling it at all. The hair. Yeah. Yeah, you got the like this
2: crisscross boob thing, which is pretty nineties and never looked good on really anybody, but No,
0: no chest size is gonna go unharmed by that that uh Because it's like <laughs> is your boobs supposed to go within the triangle or outside the triangle? So you'd think it would go within the triangle because that's what like swimsuits do, but like whose boobs are that small? Like I mean obviously Michelle Williams has like a larger chest for like her age, but Still, even like the tiniest boobs are going to struggle to fit in there.
2: Yeah, it, it it's a setup, a setup for bad boob placement. Um, I'm not a fan of this dress. It's just like kind of ugh, but yeah. it is 90s. So it does deserve a, a place in the yeah. Rachel Green Award nominations. Yeah.
0: And lastly, we have Andy's date outfit. So she is wearing, um, kind of a shorter mini dress almost. Um, and it is like a very light, light, pale, pale blue with a lot of floral on it. Uh, kind of black detailing along the, um, the neckline and, and kind of like under, looks to be like it's supposed to be under the bust, but it kind of falls like Awkwardly on the bust in my opinion Um and then she's wearing A platform sandal which is Also classically 90s she has her hair Pulled back in like one pin Um which I do think like pins And barrettes were another thing we Saw a lot in the 90s so
2: yeah Um yeah Like this day outfit is Pretty good for Andy Andy likes to Wear blue like blue is kind of her color Yeah um the, The the Seam is suspicious this is another suspicious boob placement of a seam. Uh, but the clips do it. I When I first saw this outfit, I'm like, oh, I think this could be my winner. Um, I'm debating if like I kind of like Jen's outfit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, have we given one to Andy yet? I'm not quite sure. Um, let's give it to Jen, her first outfit, her blue okay. outfit. Because I feel like it's slightly more 90s And I think that maybe Andy could have just taken up a slight notch Maybe she needed like a sweater or something I think there
0: was like a little bit of something missing Or even like a cute bag She's not even having, she doesn't have a purse Which is
2: interesting Because she forgot her purse like at the movie theater Because she's been like running with like her head cut off Like all over (laughs) the place like.
0: She's like, "Where's Paisley? Where's Paisley?" <laughs> um, all right. So up and next, we have the Paul Red Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. Up first. I mean, you could argue one way or the other. In my opinion, in this case, however, I chose to put Abby in the Paul Red Certificate of Timelessness because, and this is her uh spy, (laughs) her spy (laughs) outfit. Um, she's wearing not. I mean, I don't know if she's trying to fit in with like a jungle theme here, but girl, you in the creek, you are not in the jungle. Uh, she is wearing like a cheetah print, um, like long sleeved puffy zip up sweatshirt. Her hair is pulled back into a low ponytail with like a couple different clips in it, and. And she has on like a standard, like black pant, nothing crazy, but I do think animal prints are really trending now. Um, so that's why I kind of yeah. thought it fit still in the timelessness category.
2: Yeah, I'm like, she fits in in Jersey just fine. Yes. We <laughs> love uh, animal print in Jersey. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was dark in the scene, it was very hard to make out, but she's definitely wearing a black shirt underneath underneath her jacket mm-hmm. and a black pants um, has to be inc- incognito like can't be spotted yeah definitely like she is like on the safari and her the thing that she's trying to capture is um, Vincent and Jen <laughs> yes so yeah. um it's definitely a mood I like how I just love that she was just sitting in Dawson's room and she's like and then like Dawson's like what are you doing here and she's just like sup bro yeah, like you want to spy with me here's my giant binoculars
0: <laughs> here put on this <laughs> cheetah print jacket
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> she got one for Dawson too yeah and like obviously Jen was always talking about like Joey going through the window on the ladder so like yeah. like Abby knew what she had to do oh
0: yeah she she definitely knew it was there yeah, yeah. um the other option for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness is going to be Jack and it is the outfit that he kisses Joey in. It's kind of like a very bland outfit but it also is very timeless in my opinion. It's kind of just like a beige uh, tan you know v-neck t-shirt backwards baseball cap um, he's wearing what looked to be kind of like a khaki short And then just sneakers with white socks um, But I mean kind of a timeless outfit Especially the backwards baseball cap I still think people will wear Maybe it's not a snapback But people will wear it
2: How, um, how it, um, As I comment on this How old is the actor that plays Jack
0: Oh gosh! In this, I don't know uh, if you could do it quick. Um, I'll do a, a quick search.
2: right a quick. Now. Um, I really like this outfit. I like the backwards cap. I think the backwards cap is always timeless. I like this color on him. This topi color, um, this little V neck. I, I, I mean, I like this outfit. He has like some just khaki shorts on, some sneakers. Like it's a good like guys outfit, and I think it is like it could be timeless. Absolutely. He's twenty six. And when he at this point, I believe so. yeah. he has really, really nice calves and legs that are nice and thick <laughs> and I like to look at them <laughs> and he's pretty hot no, uh, he's not to bad boot. looking. Yeah um this is the eye candy that I was looking for in the first season Mm -hmm. I'm like where's the hot guy Where's that guy am I supposed to think Dawson's hot maybe am I supposed to think Pacey's hot he still Has the baby face they got him they got the memo they're like okay Jack's gonna be like the heartthrob. there you go I think I mean that's it's everybody has a type yep well not everybody Has a type so I'm gonna give it to Jack because um he has really nice legs. He he goes to leg day. I would yeah, he didn't
0: skip leg day. That's for sure. Did not skip leg oh, day. All right, So congratulations to Jen and Jack. They are the winners of our prestigious awards this week. Very prestigious. Um, shall we also discuss our notable '90s song? Because girl, this song. Oh,
2: okay. So yeah,
0: pop. Oh my God! By Jewel. Mm-hmm. Good God. I love Jewel. Jewel is everything. I love
2: Jewel. I didn't know that you like Jewel. We've never talked about this. I like Jewel. Jewel
0: is the nineties. Jewel is the nineties.
2: Well, I mean, I love Jewel. I this is one of my least favorite Jewel songs, but I do love Jewel. Um, when I was going through a breakdown, no, a breakup. It was really a breakdown actually That was (laughs) a slip of the tongue I used to play You Were Meant For Me Over and over and over again And then Who Will Save Your Soul And and
0: Foolish Games Yes yes.
2: Anything from Pieces of You Her 1995 album
0: I can picture that album cover Like My mom and I used to like clean a lot on the weekends together And we would like choose like switch who got to like choose the CDs And Jewel was always like one of the ones that I would pick Because I loved Jewel
2: Yeah Um, It's great If you haven't listened to Jewel in a while It definitely is still great music Yeah Um, Hands is a classic I feel like everybody knows it
0: Mm -hmm. Yep Do we want to have you guess what's going to happen next episode Based on the title
2: Yeah I don't know what the title is Tell me tell me Honestly I'm
0: annoyed And I'll tell you why Because this episode is called The Dance Bitch We had an episode called Dance Why do we now have an episode Called The Dance They did it again
2: They did it again It was Kiss and The Kiss I don't understand We've been
0: fucking bamboozled Again
2: Again Um, There's gonna be a dance and I think that obviously Joey is going to go with Dawson, but then Jack is going to be like sulking in the corner, staring at them like a fucking creep. And then Andy and Pacey are going to go together. And then Tamara is going to like somehow be there and be staring at Pacey like a fucking creep. Yeah, she's going to the get into
0: chaperoning the dance.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Jen and Abby are going to go. And then Jen is going to be staring at Abby, sulking. And mad in the corner and at Dawson soaking mad in the corner so we're gonna have Like the people that are having fun and then we're gonna have the Sulkers
0: I love it I love your Predictions yeah. so that's Thank what's you. gonna happen people That's coming up next episode Six of season two of Dawson's Creek so stay tuned To people um, Let's see what are we doing this week as Usual we are doing Boy Meets World tune in for that those Podcasts release on Thursdays we already talked a little bit about swinging into May um, So we have uh, A league of their own will have already dropped at this point More bonus content to come this month So that's exciting um, Is that everything? I think that might be everything we have going on right now
2: Yeah, if you still didn't see Our appearance on our haps Blind Date with Rob's sister Nina Ch- uh, Chappelle, like, go check that out That was a lot of fun um, I am clubhousing Every Friday at 6 o'clock And I do um, uh, every other night, sometimes I do walk bell with me clubhouses where at 10 o'clock at night you come on a walk with me uh, to walk bell. So at Sarah Ferguson on the clubhouse, um, find me and walk bell with me if uh, you're there
0: absolutely and if you want to send in feedback to the podcast at shit90spod on social media and shit90spod at gmail.com obviously we love getting emails we love reading emails Uh, Mm -hmm. send in ratings reviews five stars it'll boost us up so more people can listen we can have more people chatting with us about all these crazy 90s shows Um, and we appreciate you all listening this has been so much fun I'm so excited for season two of Dawson's Creek it's been so amazing that I I just know there's even more craziness to come so it's going to be great I'm excited.
2: I'm excited. It's a great season so far.
0: Yes. So thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one. Bye. Shit shows taught me. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go.
1: Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the US, more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime.